a lot of well, it's just we, we have, have a lot any of good, content. Yeah, we've got a good about fo- what though, just stuff Sex about life. And, yeah, life <laughs> and <laughs> hey, this is an episode on our life. I mean, watch, listen to it or don't. But you know, <laughs> it's more about. Un- about, unfiltered show yeah, about it's nothing. Unfiltered. I think this is going to be a successful episode because because of the truth behind it. Welcome to the Marriage Unfiltered podcast. My name is Lisa Carter. My name is Jeff Carter. Hi, I'm Alyssa Field. I'm Brian Field. And we're just four broken people trying to help broken people, exposing what marriage really is by removing all the filters. What are we doing this week, Brian? What are we doing? Like, what's been going on in our world? Still looking for a house. Oh, uh, that's right. That house filter. That's filter. been a disaster. Fun. No. <laughs> it's just, I never thought finding a house would be this difficult. Our realtor told us that um, this is the lowest inventory of houses that have been on the market in years. What? I'm like, what? Well, look at us. Are we special or something? I so feel like every it's other been yard challenging. has a sign in it. That's so weird. And they the go, neighborhoods you want. They go under... Oh, being what's it called? Going contract. contingent contract, whatever, oh, super yeah. fast. So it's been it, it's kind of a I mean, it would be fun if I knew that the end it all worked out because it would be a fun game. But this is yeah. kind of stressful. Yeah. So you have to actually catch them before the idea is to catch it right before they put it on the market. Holy cow. That would yeah. be awesome. And y'all's is up at the end of February? Mm-hmm. Our lease is up at the end of the And then month to month? Or what? what's the discussion? Okay. Yeah. Moving uh, our basement? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're moving in, Carters. <laughs> we need to uh, make sure that we talk to the... Yeah, so guys. we've been doing house stuff. And yeah, it's February is going to be crazy. We have lots of retreats and oh, yeah, that's things right. going on. So it's it's a yeah. lot of... I, I got a plan. You got a plan. I got. I got a. Perp- I. I oh, need have to, to have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could confidently say I have a plan, but a I'm not. The uh and the two. In that <laughs> I got yeah. a plan. I got two plans. Oh, hot <laughs> mess. Yeah. Oh, we've we're in a weird season because it's the first spring in probably ten years that we don't have a kid in club travel sports. So we have these weekends where we're just like staring at each other. Yeah. Like, wow. I guess we'll rake leaves. It's nuts. I, I'd like to say I like it, but I don't. Jeff loves it. I, I need to be going. I think there's a good balance. I appreciate yeah. you saying that I love it, but it, you know, it can't be permanently this way. <laughs> <laughs> We've blown through the puzzles. It's really oh ridiculous. <laughs> just we're, we're wow. gonna, I'm gonna get onto Amazon and just buy like ten more puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> Take weekend trips. Enjoy we it. Too. We're broke. We are honestly. I don't care if y'all are puzzlers. We are, and we are doing Melissa this cool is. puzzle. Yeah. Uh, of based on the Murder on the Orient Express, the book. There's no. She doesn't like books, though. <laughs> she puzzles but doesn't read. That's I fine. didn't know I had to read the. It's yeah. like the movie. I didn't so know I had to go see it. To... They don't. I mean, they put in this little mystery story in into the puzzle for you to read to help you solve the puzzle. But in the end, there's no pictures, so you have to pick out the patterns. What? And then you got to put like this note together. That'll get attached to this piece of jewelry. What? That'll get attached to this, you know. I've never heard of such a thing. It's yeah. a puzzle with nothing to look at. Yeah, there's you nothing you to look at. You got to figure out how to do it without looking at a picture. But it's very descriptive pieces. But so it's, it's, per- not it's like, actually pretty easy. It's not like blue sky, you know, and then you're just trying to mix okay. and match. You've got 
20 pieces that are a letter. And at some point that letter is going to connect to something. You've got a ticket stub, you've got a necklace, um, you've got mountains. You Apparently there's going to be a view out of the train car maybe. I'm not sure. That sounds cool. like fun. Yeah. It's actually a pretty it easy actually puzzle. Is pretty, it's it's been, and it actually is a very easy puzzle, but it's... Yeah, Brian, Brian's, that sounds like fun. What would be the noise you'd make after that? <laughs> yeah, that's not his favorite. Puzzling is not his thing. Jeff never used to be. and I mean, we definitely didn't think we would be, but I'm telling you what, travel sports are out, puzzles are in. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting, though, to have some d- time home. Yeah, it's weird. You're getting the uh, empty nest vibes early. Oh, gosh. Yeah, the January budget, family budget, was very successful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Didn't> go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Winning. Yeah. a lot of money by not traveling all the volleyball games. Cool. Well. But I miss it. Yeah. I'm sure. There's parts of it that you miss and other parts, like the money, you're like, I don't mm-hmm. miss spending all that money. I feel like we've gone through a season of of hardship, and so I feel like we are in a better place than we were in. And sure. I, I feel like it's we're continuing to walk through that. And I mean, maybe I'm just oblivious, but I feel like things are going somewhat better. Don't would you agree? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do. Well, it's kind of hard because I feel like, again, this may get cut out because it's personal. But like last night, you're like, hey, can we have sex tonight? And I'm like, sure. Well, then it becomes time to go to bed and it's like great I'm just not I'm not in the mood like I didn't feel like you had done anything to make me yeah. you know what I'm saying like it was just like I didn't okay it. it's time and I was like I got nothing I mean I don't know what you <laughs> I mean we can just do it if that's what you want to do and you're like no no you know and so it, it's it so it's been awkward it, that was awkward for me um because that's the hard thing is as a wife I know that you have, I mean, like as a man, I know you have needs and I'm not saying that it's my responsibility to take care of those needs all the time. You know, there's all, we can get into that another time, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I just, I felt like we could have cued that one up a little bit better. But I'm I'm okay. I didn't get upset about it. No, but then I know that's still stirring. It's something that's not going to just go away, you know? Yeah. I mean... I, I'm not going to get upset about it, but it had been a long time. Yeah. Um, you were also sick. So, uh, and I was sick. Yeah. And so it's, you know, there's but things. What but I no, was overall. trying to say is like, I understand like wanting to medicate um, just because I feel like there's a lot going on. I think I feel like a lot of stress, a lot of pressure lately. And, uh, I I just feel really I've and I've said this a lot and I don't want it to be my my thing but I feel burned out in a lot of different areas. Yeah, I, I feel tired just overall. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. I I had a really good conversation with my cousin who lives in Utah, and um, she's the one who talks about marriage maintenance, how continuing to go to counseling is awesome for your marriage. And so, um, I talked to her again and she asked me some pretty pointed questions that I was like, eh, it probably wouldn't hurt to get some counseling. Um, and we're kind of looking at doing that online. I know that seems crazy, but the way things are, it's kind of the way it's probably going to go. But I think for anybody, that's a good reminder. She reminded me that going to marriage counseling does not need to be in crisis. It can be at any point and there can just be different seasons where it's like, Hey, I'd like some tools or some ideas. 
at this point, you know, when you guys are empty nesters, it's like, Ooh, where do we go from here? Yeah. It's good to check in and have, have a very objective point of view. And so anyway, I so, kind of th- have thought about that. Yeah. So a good friend of mine, um, has been doing some counseling for the last couple of years and he does it online. And the thought process, which I agree with is that we've discussed about the quality of medical doctors and blah, 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 blah in this area. Well, you can get someone who is very good at that specific field, whatever it is, in Houston or in Dallas, and you can do it online. Mm-hmm. He His mentality was that he got out of his first meeting of 15 minutes with this lady out of Houston was better than two years he's had here. Mm. Just way more professional, way more in thought and in depth. And Well, just, yeah, like, just so like we, with anything else, if you can be a counselor and be it successfully, are you going to live, choose to live here? Or are you going to choose to live in a Metroplex where you're going to have a lot more options? And so I agree. I think there is a place for marriage ministry and what I'm learning. And it's, it is what I do. I think marriage ministry is very important, but what's happening is we're having couples come to us in crisis and ministry is awesome, but ministry is for maintenance of marriage. And there are times when God steps in through marriage ministry and heals marriages a hundred percent. It happened for us. It's happened to you. But I think we've even hit a place where there has to be something else where we need to dig in to the trauma that came from the hard things. And that comes with people who are educated and trained in specific fields and who are professionals. Um, And so I do think we're I think we should do the same thing. I think I love our marriage minister. I love talking to him. Um, I will say there are some great counselors here. We they just get inundated very, very quickly um, because there's right. so few here that it, it gets overwhelming, which I understand. So it's hard. Yeah. Harder here. Have you guys been struggling with desire lately? Desire? Desire. What do you mean? Just uh, oomph for life? Yeah. Like desire to do this. Desire to walk with other couples in marriage ministry. Desire to walk with men or women in marriage. I mean, it's... And I don't know if it's just the fact that I'm, I'm, I'm a little burned out, but the desire to do all that has just been very low. Mm. I, I, and I agree with that. And we've talked, we've talked a little bit about it in life in general, but not, not pointed. I've go back to, uh, I'm not trying to solve it because I'm, I'm walking through it too. But what I do is the wild at heart where he talks about that old guy, that missionary. Maybe Mm. you're just tired. Maybe you're just tired. Maybe you're just tired. And so not that I'm tired, but like what are the agreements that I'm just sitting with? Because I'm not talking to someone about my desire industry, but my desire. Yeah. This, I think we've been talking about it. I mean, I, I don't mind, you know, my sex drive is the worst it's ever been. I'm thinking that my body, oh, you testosterone. Great. Oh, you're not going to do testosterone anymore? Well, I'm not either, you know, and, and so my body's shutting down. and But that's been a killer. That that's, Psychologically, that's a killer to me. We talk about it probably probably twice a week, talk about it, you know. At least, yeah. Yeah, yeah, at least twice well, a week. Well, at least you are talking about it. That is healthy. Yeah, our communication, I don't, we don't really keep, you know, we know when we're not talking to each other and yeah. we're like, what's going on? And that happens maybe one and a half days a month on average, if that. I mean, we talk, so that's good. I might make this whole episode all about sex, but I agree with Alyssa. It's fine. There is there is something to be said for even two to three texts during the day. I'm thinking about you. 
I love you. I can't wait to see you tonight. It's not, and it doesn't have to be sexting. It's just, um, you know, I am, I'm thinking about you. He came and washed my car today. And that was awesome. But just, I mean, we're out of sight. It almost feels like it's out of mind and it's, it's discouraging to me. Or if you say, Hey, let's have sex tonight. Then when you get home, it's going to be, think about how do you help with the trash and the dishes and making sure you're speaking her love language so that you're gearing her up. Yeah. Not just like, Hey, all right, here's no, I understand that. And I feel like I have been trying to be intentional in that. And I ask been asking her, what can I do to help you? Um, it's, it's hard during the week, you know, cause I, I'm busy. I have ton, a lot of things going on that's filling my plate, but I'm still trying to be intentional. I do reach out to you to check on you, to see how you're doing. And, um, I, I do want to serve you. And I know that it's not, sex is not something you owe me. I want it to be something that you enjoy with me. And I know that through that, I have to, you know, not cater. That's a terrible word, but I need to meet her needs, meet, meet your needs. And so I'm trying, I'm being, I'm trying. I don't want you to feel like I'm not. Yeah. You don't see it. No, I, I do. I, I, you do ask a lot, um, a lot of things, but I never take you up on it. There's really nothing, you know, it's like, what can I do to help you? I'm like, I got it. You know what I mean? There's not really anything. There's nothing I can do about that. Yeah. No, I'm just saying that. That's just the perfect balance that creates the conflict, right? For Satan to be in the middle of that, for him to put into your mind that he doesn't really need to do anything. Well, like. um, Because you've got it. No. You're an independent person. Yeah. But like, um, you know, you said, I, you know, I, I had. I said I had to. That's not very nice. I got to meal prep for you this morning, and I knew I had some other things I needed to do, and so that was going to take up my morning. And you were like, you know I don't expect you to do this for me. I appreciate that you do it. And I'm like, well, yeah, you do. You expect me to do it. Because if it, if I don't do it, you are you don't do it, and then you're the one working, and I'm staying home. And so it, I feel like it is my responsibility to serve you in that way. So I kind of feel like, what I mean, it's nice that you say that, but at the same time, if I don't do it, you don't do it. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? So I feel like for me, whenever it's like, hey, what can I do to help you? It's like I need something kind of not the norm, like mm-hmm. take out the trash. What speaks to me is like doing something sweet for me. That's how you, I, I like to be served. You know what I mean? Sure. You don't. You don't know. Well, I mean, I, I'm I'm trying to read your mind. I just I'm not good <laughs> at it. No, I. So know. I'm trying to be intentional and ask you, yeah. and I'm not just saying it to say it. Like I want you to say, you know, what would really help me is if you did this. Okay. Or if you would go do this, or run the kids over here and do. I like. I want to do that, but you you tell me every time. Uh, I'm good. I'll do it. But I also know that you're depleted and that you're tired and your desire isn't there. And so it's hard. I don't want to put more on you, but about, I guess I need to but not I'm, worry about I'm not that. asking. I, I wouldn't ask you if I didn't okay. want to do it. Okay. What about in that scenario? Like, you know, um, you know, you're about to, you need to go pick up the kids. And for whatever reason, Brian's home. This is a poor example, but we'll just say it. And um, is there anything I can do for you? 
no, no, I've got it. And for Brian to say, listen, what is, what is the thing you're about to do? And I will go do it. You know, you need, I'm going to go pick up the kids. Okay. You stay here and I will go grab the kids. Would yeah. that, is that something, because that sort of meets his need of knowing what needs to be done and it allows him to sort of, this is the wrong word, but come in and rescue the situation for you. So he's, he's fighting to want to, you know, make you happy. Does that, uh, I didn't mean that. Yeah, correct. no, I think that that, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That would be helpful. Maybe this is a good, a good transition. I think it's really frustrating <laughs> and it's, it is a design from God to force us to grow individually. But the fact that I think I understand what Alyssa is saying in that we want you guys to just know <laughs> what we need. Right. Because if we tell you, it removes a bit of the romance. Because if I, if I say, hey, it, I want you to come in and tell me how beautiful I am. I still enjoy hearing you say, you're so beautiful. But most of the time it's like, well, I've been riding your butt for six months to tell me that. So... <laughs> Yeah. And like for me, like just going out to the car and seeing, oh, she needs gas. I'm going to go run and fill up the, the gas. Like that would mean a lot to me. Just seeing something that is kind of off the radar um, because I never had that happen before. And that would be cool. There you but go. It's, it genuinely, it's just Check not. Check your gas tank when you get home each day. It's no, not in there. Not every day. <laughs> but I mean, now, next time he does it, you're going to go, well, it's because I told him. And But then you just keep doing it. I mean. Uh, yeah i know y'all see the dilemma mainly mainly if it's like 30 degrees or below that would be the days that i love it the most on all cold fronts (laughs) on all cold fronts fronts. no and that's the thing is i'm not i'm not i feel like i'm just picking and i'm not trying to pick i think that we are in a good place i just want to support you better in what you need because i know that you are um you know that you're struggling in areas of having desire and so I, I want to be supportive of you, um, and I don't know how to do that. And so, to me, I'm believing the lies that putting, allowing you to help me do do things makes it more for you. It just adds to your plate. Yeah, no, I get it. I just feel like sometimes fighting a fighting a losing battle. I, we're always going to be fighting a losing battle because they're more intelligent than we are, and they have something <laughs> called intuition. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want to. And that's the thing is, if if you've been doing stuff, I don't want to take away from that because you have been offering to help. So I appreciate it. You're welcome. This is going not well. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good. Conflict. I didn't mean to We're go. To I get down yeah. To some root stuff. I don't. I mean, yeah. I have a question. This is random. I don't know why, but like, is there something that you feel like your spouse could do to serve you? Like, I feel like in the the vein of communication, it would be something that would, yeah, it's that's a, good. A question that I'm curious about. I don't even know the answer for me. Do you know, Brian? Wow. No, I, I mean, you do a wonderful job at serving me. Like, I couldn't ask for more. I, I really, I'm not just saying that to appease you. Like, the things you do mean so much to me. But just like, I mean, acts of service are not my thing. Like, and we've talked about this in previous episodes. Like, as much as I appreciate it, 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 man, right now for me, words of affirmation mean more than anything. Okay. So, could, could that, is that kind of answering your question? Could she serve you by 
affirming you. Yeah, but I don't want to. It's just like me going and asking her what um, she wants me to do to serve her. Like her just affirming me because she knows that I want her to affirm me but doesn't we, do it. Yeah, we've yeah. said that a few times. We need it. I you, you got to let that go. I've, I've got to let that go. What go? The idea of Lisa affirming me and me saying, well, she's just saying that because I told her to. I need to trust that she is saying it from her heart and I need to accept it. That's not, God's not sitting up there being like, eh, yeah, that's just loaded. Yeah. You don't need to, you don't need to receive that. Yeah. He's not doing that. It's He's true, a, but it, the desire is still there to go, okay, we've been married 25 years. Well, Why don't you I just mean, know? I'm just saying it's a desire. Yeah. It's a, it, it, it's without a doubt a desire, but we are not perfect people and, and we need to we need to receive good things when they are there because it's not always there. That's good though. I like I said, I wanted to know what what it would be for you now. So that's good to know. Lisa, did you forget the question? No, I remember the question, <laughs> but it's I don't know. Jeff Jeff done really good. Worked very hard at trying to at least um, seek out what what it is I'm desiring. He has been intentional about being with me when I'm in the room or um, even just puzzling it wouldn't he would rather probably on the couch and snuggle but choosing to puzzle with me is good Um, my very favorite thing though is to just I miss wine a lot (laughs) wine and sunsets what is it dry 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 January January. well and you guys have gone through some really hard stuff so you know taking the edge off helps so I mean, that's hard. That is one thing that, um, you know, this month has taught me. I've gone into some really deep reflection about being dry and um, just not using alcohol to cope. And one of the things I just told God, I want to stop coping. I want to stop numbing instead of coping. And I want to full on stop coping. I want to just live. I'm tired of just coping. Mm -hmm. Life's not about coping through things. And hard things happen. And so when we did have something hard in our family happen this last week, the the first emotional response was, I have to fully feel this. I, I didn't jump right to, oh my gosh, I need a glass of wine. I didn't. I, But it was to the point where I would have a glass of wine more days than not during the week. And so I was numbing life, not just numbing hard things. And so it's been... Um, a good and hard journey to recognize that when those hard things come slamming at you full on feeling them is important, but not easy. I think there's a lot to be said though, for fully experiencing and dealing with things. I think that's really healthy and to have that mindset of being able to see that is it's really half the battle. I mean, Jeff is obviously not there. <laughs> it's I'm, like, no, thank you. And I'm not, I'm not dismissing it. I know that is the, the higher, uh, the correct, <laughs> that's the higher mountain that we climb <laughs> and I do not climb mountains. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for being honest. That's good. One of the things that, you know, in marriage ministry, we've been introduced to a lot of different books and tools. Um, and so I think one of the things that we'll do none of this material is ever ours. So we always glean from what we've learned is bring forward different 
um, material, curriculum, and books. And I'd like to kind of dig into them, and we can even be critical of them in some points of saying, here's what I don't I just don't agree with this teaching, or I do, and hopefully some of it's helpful. What is this guy's name? I, it's Eggle. Egg, egg, Egrich. 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 What's his first name? Um, oh, I've got the book. John. John Eckrich. Emerson. Oh, Emerson. we were way off. Emerson Eggrich. Oh, his Egrich. name's Emerson. Eggrich. Eggrich's? Eggrich. He I couldn't think. have a pen name? <laughs> Dr. E. Dr. Dr. E. Emerson Eggrich. And he oh, wrote he's awesome. this book called Love and Respect. Lissa, tell us about it. Yeah, it's a really interesting book. And we've gone, we've gone through it years ago, but I think the concept is fantastic. It really just the basics of it is we can see as men and women, we can see a situ the same situation completely different. And he says, it's like wearing pink or blue glasses, whatever you put on, that's how you're going to see the situation. And so it's really interesting how, uh, I mean, just how, how different it can be. And I was trying to think of an example. Do you guys have an example of a situation that, you're like that. How do you see it that way? I see it this way. I was trying to come up with something. I'm trying to think of what was the word he used in the video. Um, the husband and wife are talking and the husband says. He said, honey, you, you are so critical. Yeah, you are so critical. That's and right. she was like, I can't believe you'd say that about me. And he's like. Well, you're you're critical to my survival. I couldn't do this without you. <laughs> I thought that yeah, was awesome. That's good, and that and that's a lot of uh, words are very powerful, and that can that, people that are listening know that know that that happens all of the time. Well, I know that um, potentially there's going to be people whose haunches go up when we talk about pink and blue and very specific gender roles. But he is really good about saying this is based on research and there's always a bell curve. Like this isn't 100%. Right. And he's like, and I know you're going to say, oh, pink for girls, how stereotypical. But I loved, he said, when you have pink and blue put together, that's purple, which is the color of royalty, which is Christ. Yes. And I'm like, okay, yeah, go pink, go blue. Who cares? Why, yeah. why are we freaking out about gender roles? God did create us specifically male and female. Are all females exactly alike? No. Are all males exactly alike? No. So that's something to keep in mind as we discuss this topic. Yes. And he talks about that we all need love and respect equally, but the felt need different differs when conflict, do you feel unloved or disrespected? And typically men feel disrespected. Women feel unloved. That's right. And so if you can envision sort of a, a circle the man feels disrespected and he defends unlovingly. The woman receives the unlove and responds disrespectfully. The man sees the disrespect, responds unlovingly. And this just goes around and around and they call that the crazy cycle. And you're on this crazy cycle. And I know I've been on it a bunch. We were just on it. Was it last week? This afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> We're on it right now. <laughs> I, it was last week. So it was last yeah. Tuesday, wasn't it? Like where we had the conversation. So it, was, so it was the weekend prior and then leading up to Tuesday of last week. So we had marriage night that night and we met it, admitted in the group that, yeah, we're sort of on it right now because in my head, I'm like, I am being disrespected 
and I'm not going to say a loving word to her until she respects me. And that's the crazy cycle. That's the perfect definition. You talked about how when a man is not feeling respected, his tendency is actually to withdraw. And he does that out of honor because he's worried about saying something hurtful to the woman. And it, we don't, our blue lens, our pink lens does not see it that way. We're like, what a jerk. He just cares about himself. He doesn't even want to love me right now. So then we think you're withdrawing as being unloving. And so we go after you and try and get you back. And you think we're just attacking you. And we're being, what did he say? Not critical. And he says we're being caring and loving. I think in our situation, it's opposite because I go after and Alyssa withdraws. You don't ever, yeah, you don't ever, I was, I was sort of thinking about that too, just in regards to, um, I mean, a couple different things. First of all, I'm not really withdrawing because I'm going to say something that's going to hurt your feelings or anything because I've done that. (laughs) I think it's, it could be several different things. Me personally is processing I mean, when it comes to conflict, Lisa is able to move five chess pieces at once. And I've got my pawn here. I'm trying to think of where I'm going to put that on the board. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so it's more of collecting my thoughts. If I'm not, I mean, that's, that's actually, yeah, that's, I think that's perfect. If I'm pissed off and I'm just ranting, then you hear it and you hear whatever comes out of my mouth. When I'm quiet and withdrawing, it's okay. I, I need to. I need to either circle the wagons and figure out how I reapproach this argument for me to win, or I'm collecting my thoughts as far as what needs to be said, you know, to provide a a uh, a peace accord. Yeah, but this isn't about conflict. This is about when I've done or said something that disrespects you. So it's a res- it's a response to something you feel disrespected. So when I'm not being respected respectful your response is to withdraw is out of honor versus women think you're being hostile but you're trying to preserve honor and like women we're we're criticizing and pointing out things that we think we will fix things but that's not you guys see it as contempt and we see it as care it's just one of the Mm. things it's on the video we don't i mean yeah I i don't know if i agree with that for me personally yeah so I'm not when I when when you disrespect me when I feel that you disrespect me, I all right whatever I'm done. But wouldn't that be that's part of? I know that's my and so that's my point. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I'm not. I'm I'm not. There's no honor in it. I'm not. I'm gonna beat this woman, but yeah. I'm gonna hold myself and have honor and walk away. <laughs> that's not what it is. It's me shutting down. When I, you when you feel like you're not being respected, that is conflict, right? It creates conflict, and that and how you respond is, yeah, that's good. I don't know. No, that's good. Psy- psychologically, yeah, you're you're in a conflicting state. Yeah, because yeah. I, I don't think I ever just withdraw. Do I? So one thing that he had said is, when men feel disrespected during an argument, they shut down and stonewall. Their blood pressure goes up, um, and he said it's like warrior mode, and. They men walk away and they do that out of honor. So like 
Um, if you're with a friend and you get heated, you walk away and that is the honorable thing to do. Engaging would actually um, be detrimental to the relationship. So because you have integrity and honor, you walk away. But when it's with your spouse, it is perceived as stonewalling and just um, not addressing the situation. So I'm curious about that because they said with women, um, women are the ones that go berserko and it's like they freak out and scream and holler and chase and all the things, but their blood pressure stays exactly the same. Mm. And so if you were to say, honey, I'm really sorry, I'm, I, I apologize, then immediately the wife's like, I apologize too, I'm so sorry. You know, you just want that connection and for everything to be okay. And so it was just an interesting way to illustrate the different dynamics of men and women in conflict. What you need to do is when men are feeling disrespected, you need to show love to your spouse, to your wife. And, and again, based on the bell curve, generally women, when you're feeling unloved, show respect to your husband and get off of the crazy cycle. Yeah. Cause it's in the woman's nature to be disrespectful when she's feeling unloved. And it is in a man's nature to be unloving when he's feeling disrespected. It's quite interesting that it just happens naturally it's not something, it's subconscious. We don't even realize that we're doing it. Yeah, that's very good. I, that's true. I think if you get this concept, like you can be a, you can, you can minister to all marriages. Totally because, agree. Because if you're sitting in a group of people that are struggling in their marriage and they're talking, you can see this. Yeah. It's just that crazy cycle of the, the lack of love, lack of respect. And that it's, it's just a different story over and over. Yeah. And I did that for ever where it was like, he doesn't deserve respect. He doesn't, I mean, he hadn't done anything. I'm waiting for him to make that first move. I mean, it's just ridiculous how we continue to do that. And neither one of us would give in because we're like, they don't deserve that. Yeah. And sometimes it's subconsciously. And sometimes I full on have the conversation in my head and go, <laughs> no, I'm not going to show him any respect intentionally. He's yes. being so unloving. Yeah. Yes. And it's funny because that is in the Bible. Um, Ephesians 5, 33 God had to put it in there as a command. He says, however, each of you must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Commanded. He had, he had to put it, it in there because he right. knew it wasn't within our nature. Women, it is our nature. You guys rarely question our love for you, right? But you question your our respect for you. We rarely question if you respect us, yep. but we question if you love us. Yeah, and so he elaborates. You know, he doesn't command men to respect their wives right. because they just, they do that regardless all, but right. I don't want to say that they generally do that. And he didn't command the women to love their husband because women are caring in our nature. Yeah. It's within your nature. It's, it's really cool. It's really powerful. This is an absolute pillar to Lisa and my relationship. 100% love and respect. I probably, Four pillars, and this is one of them. This is something you have to adapt in your marriage. Yeah, but you have to be so aware of it. Absolutely. and you have it's to be, work. And you have to be humble. Yes. You have to be the one that gets off the crazy cycle. Lisa might not get off the crazy cycle the last 10 times. You know what? This 11th time, I'm still the one that's going to step off the crazy cycle. Yeah. You, you know, we've told our testimony a lot of times, but, um, you know, that story of when we were in the kitchen and Alyssa came to me and she said, I, I owe you an apology because I've been so disrespectful. She used that word. 
And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, that was the, that was the stopping of the crazy cycle. And that's when God started to um, heal our marriage. Yeah, and it's not something where you're like holy and like, oh, I'm going to go tell him I'm sorry. You know, it was one of those things where I know that I have to apologize because my heart is Mm. so black towards him. And I just have so much, honestly, it was hatred and resentment and all of that. And so in my head, like I knew the truth of what I needed to do. I needed to apologize. But in my head, it was like, how am I not going to resent him tomorrow? Nothing's going to change. So it's fighting the lies of what's going on in my head and still doing what I know I need to do out of obedience. And so it was just, I mean, God just worked through that. But I didn't realize that those words had such impact. Yeah, and even if you didn't mean it, you yeah. you were humble in it, and you approached it as, i sorry that I've been so disrespectful. For me to hear those words that had not come out of your mouth ever was like, <laughs> ever. It was something what? that was like, it immediately <laughs> stopped. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? Well, one of the cool things, I, is it later in that verse or is it somewhere else where he says, love as unto Christ? And that's one of the things, um, you know, if you guys have the opportunity, you can find his videos on YouTube. You can find his book, read his book. Um, but he says this really cool word picture of when you're looking at your spouse and you feel like they're being unloving to you, you have to picture Jesus over their shoulder. Mm-hmm. And and you want to say this horrible thing as women. I, I want to say this passive aggressive comment that's disrespectful. And I just see Jesus going, nope, I know you see him. I know you see him being a jerk right now. Or you don't feel like he deserves your respect right now, but it's not about him. It's about me. And sometimes, no, 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 it's not about him. It's about me. It's not about him. It's about me. And so you are respecting him as a command as unto Christ. And so when I have to grab my words and hold them captive that's him going, yes, okay, keep coming, Lisa. Don't worry about how Jeff is being. It's not about him. And he goes way deeper into this analogy, and it's so cool. And so when the husband is like, I'm going to choose not to be loving because she's just not showing me respect, and he's going, oh, it's not about her. You're not waiting for her to give you respect. So in that moment, you, you want to put your hands on your hips or cross your arms and go, no, not till he does his thing. He doesn't des- deserve my respect. Well, Jesus is like, I don't care what he deserves. I, I didn't say respect your husband when he, when he deserves it. Right. Such good stuff. So good. It really is. One interesting that thing that I like is how they say that what our desire of a woman is, we desire love to feel, to feel secure and to be seen and um, love for who we are. And men desire respect for who they are as a person apart from their performance. Mm. And I found that interesting because it's speaking to the identity of who you are as a man. And so that has impact and carries much weight. Yeah, yeah that speaks to what we talked about with love languages. When I, I said, and both the men said this, we don't want, you don't want to hear us say you did such a good job as much as you want us to say you are such a good man. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just reiterated here. And I thought that was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's sad to think of the times I try to be somebody else because I'm trying to earn love. The women feel the desire. They want to be secure and loved for who they are. And the number one thing I'm the most afraid of is for people to know who I am because I'm afraid that people will think that it's too disgusting or unlovable. And so I want someone to love me exactly for who I am, but I'm afraid to be who I am. Yes. Mm. 
I love you for exactly who you are. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Do you know who I am? I love you for exactly who you are that I've seen for the last 30 years. Or who you pretend to be. Yeah. I can't imagine. And if you've been pretending for 30 years, I mean, more power to you. That's got to be exhausting. Yeah, that's a a full-time job. I know. Another thing he said that I found interesting, I don't think we've addressed it, but in 1 Corinthians, it talks about how to please your spouse. Um, Women are not trying to be disrespectful, but they're acting out of the feeling of being unloved. And I just think it's so crazy how organic that is. And it's the same for men, too. It's not like they're intentionally trying to be unloving, but they're acting out of feeling disrespected. Yeah, and of course, there's extremes. He always, he's very careful to say, now, obviously, if you're in a marriage where somebody is abusive, right. you don't choose to respect that person. You right. um, you look for help. He calls that evil. It's evil. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we talked about that. Yeah, we did. Today. That was so good. Yes, there's, there's, yeah, if there's an, an evil person you're married to and they're destroying you, that's different. It's, and it's not about earning your respect at that point in time. Exactly. How, how, how do you determine that, though, That's if someone question. is evil? So actually, it's really, I'd love to, we'll do a whole episode about this. But okay. there are, Proverbs talks about three different types of people. And one is the wise man. And when you go to that wise man, let's say I go to Jeff and I say, I'm not feeling loved. If he responds in a way was like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. So if he's repentant and wants to change, that's what a wise man does. The, then he talks, the Proverbs talk about a foolish man. In a foolish man, you'll go to him and say, I'm not feeling loved. And they may say, well, you're not respecting me. And you can go, okay, well, let's let's go see a counselor and mend this marriage. And that's possible. With an evil man, you can say, I'm not feeling loved. And if he destroys you, you know what? You don't deserve love. You know, you're just disgusting. I don't want to be married to you. Whatever that looks like, that's evil. So I thought these three was my so how do you, How do you... I totally understand what you're saying, but how do you contextualize that that evil man? If I'm having a bad day and I say something like that, okay. So then, yeah, when yeah. you go, when I go to you and you say something like that, that could be foolishness. So okay. then I say, okay, let's go to counseling and let's see how we can mend this. And if we go to counseling and I bring in other people and we're, I'm trying to mend this marriage, and you continue to destroy me and not accept any correction for yourself, then that's evil. Gotcha. That yeah, was so, re- yeah. that was a really powerful thing. It's that not just an event; it's a habit. Uh, yeah, we I've, learned. I've, I've never into. heard anything like that before. That's so awesome. that's yeah. that's interesting. It was actually really good for me, um, because uh, it some transference tends to happen in what I do, and I start to think, okay, so Jeff and I went through all of that stuff. Is he ever going to change? Because he watches too sport too much sports now. Does that mean he's a terrible husband? And those three different people, I was like, Jeff's never. You know, he said foolish things in response to my criticism. But when we've gone for help, he repents and he repairs and he works for our marriage. He's never destroyed me out of the things that I've come at him with. So it was really good for me to go, okay, I am I am married to a wise man. Mm-hmm. And we both, uh, you both are wise men. You've made fool- foolish decisions. We've made foolish decisions. Yes. But it's about what you do with those decisions and repent and want to change and heal your marriage. We'll, we're getting off topic, but um, so this evil man, evil person could be a woman, evil person. Um, we just, uh, I mean, do you just drop them like a bad habit 
is there That's is there roads to recover? Okay, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. Get it. it's a process, yeah. okay. and it's but yeah. it's also a, a you have to be safe and you have to have consequences okay. for actions. So yeah. you can't just sit there yeah. and allow okay. that That's evil good. to take place. So that is a journey. Yeah, I've really been wanting to do a podcast um, geared towards um, different types of relationships, and one of them is a very very unhealthy marriages. And um, spouses that may feel stuck and and in, in a, a marriage of abuse and things like that, and we want to uncover biblically um, what 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 Jesus says about this, and and is there hope and is there a way out? So that's, that's kind awesome. of what that. Yeah, stay tuned, everybody. Yeah. We're digging deep. We're going to get into that, that one. one. We Again. are. Yeah, I mean, why not? You know? Yeah, like, I know. Sure. <laughs> so one thing that I really like about. Um, Emerson Egerich. Is that his, how do you say is <laughs> it? So. Egerich? Egerich? Dr. E. Dr. E. E squared. So really it comes down to the tone of love and respect for your spouse. The attitude you bring to your spouse's spirit when addressing stressors is key. So when we're talking about finances or sex or family or things like that, it is bringing that love and respect to your spouse and not... Um, what did he say? Uh, it is not what is being said. It is how we deliver the what that is the issue. And I think that is key. key. Yes. So I'm important. That down too. It is so powerful because we tend to get so caught up. I mean, I was talking to a woman the other day and she's she was getting so caught up in what her husband wasn't saying that she was assuming that he meant he was thinking this and it's just the spiral that never ends. So that is the, a huge piece of communication is being open to how that person could be feeling and talking it out. Yeah. So, um, he uses a really funny story that we actually have the same exact story that we went to, um, we went on a weekend away with some friends and, went to a concert and we get back from the concert and it's late at night and I had forgotten my contact case. And so I were at the hotel and I take two glasses of water and I just put my contacts in the, I had the solution. I put the solution in there, put my contacts in the glasses and went to bed and woke up the next morning and one of them was empty and he had gotten up in the middle of the night and drank my contact. <laughs> I remember him telling that story. He tells the same exact story. It totally happened to us. And he said, like, he, the way he responded to his wife, he was like, I can't believe you drank my contact. And, like, and she heard, you're such an idiot. Yes. I can't believe you do something so disrespectful to me. And that, so she was hurt all day. So she responded in a disrespectful way. And so he was being grumpy all day because he over a contact lens, which, okay, we can think of a million of those stories where we are like, are you such a bonehead? I don't call him a bonehead, but sometimes my tone says it. Yes. And so he immediately says, okay, I th I'll confess this one. And we didn't even talk about this. Tuesday night, I came up into the sound booth and he took his phone really fast and put it up. And oh, I made yeah. a passive aggressive comment and said, I guess I have to come sit up here or else just sit on your phone the whole time. Ouch. And I saw it immediately crawl all over him of she just said, will never respect me. And so I think that's part of what caused a little bit of a rift in the rest of the evening was him going, I, I can't imagine he heard another thing the whole night. Cause he was like, she just disrespects me. And I was just being passive aggressive, like get off your phone, you know? 
Yeah, and then that's where the uh, making mountains out of molehills comes from. It's like the issue is not the issue. Molehills? Molehills. Mole. Oh, no. That's Mohills. Mo? It's Molehills. It's not Mo. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> it's like, wait. I said my whole life making mountains out of Mohills. Like last year, Lisa's like, you know, it's Molehills. I go, no, it's a Mohill, like a, a, a grassy hill you mow. No, no. It's a, a Mohill. <laughs> he actually would say, you're making a Mohill out of a mountain. I'm like, <laughs> that's impressive. First of all. I don't think I said that. You did. I'm making a mohill out of a you mountain. You said it backwards and you said it wrong. I make a mohill out of a mountain is what I would say. No, <laughs> disagree with that. <laughs> I'm not saying a word. <laughs> what were you saying? I don't know. Sorry, okay. I apologize. But yes, whenever it was, I could have said, you know, I guess it, I probably couldn't have said anything at that point, but I could have said, I'd like you to make sure you're paying attention to the lighting and the sound rather than being on your phone and bring it up later. But it's how I said it. It I, t- I tell you, I didn't even see her coming, and I got on my phone and I put it down. We we had had everything set up. Um, I wasn't on my phone. I was on my phone for like maybe ten seconds, and she came up and is like, "I guess I got to be up here for so you're not on your phone." Like I'm gonna sit there while I'm doing sound and 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 lights, just sitting there on my phone because that's what Eric and I do for the forty five minutes that we're up there. That's how I took that. So how how could Ouch. she approach that in a way that wouldn't make you feel disrespected? I, I would love for her to eliminate the passive aggressive comments and just monitor the situation for 15 or 20 seconds. And if something's going on, it can be addressed. It's okay. Yeah, one thing that I'm really bad at that Mr. Dr. E, Mr. Emerson said <laughs> is he talked about a lot of this is differences of opinion. There's not a right or a wrong. I, 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 as an only child, that's not a thing to me. Mm. If I'm right, that means you're wrong. And so <laughs> it's really, that's a huge challenge to me to go, huh, it, it doesn't need to escalate to a moral issue. It's just a simple, we can have two different points of view and that's healthy and that's okay. And that's, he said there's a right and then there's a more right and there's a wrong and there's a less wrong. Yes. But there's not like a right and a wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I and that, that there's good. a lot of gray areas in life. It's not all black and white. And I'm and I take it there so quickly. And I need to to back up, Jack. I'm guilty of that as well. You're much better at it not doing it than I am though. Hmm, true. Cuz I kind of live to be what right. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad news bears. Well, historically Women are right. More right. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with that at all. Yeah. The scorecard says, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. So anyway, this is a great topic. Yeah. This is a great it's book. Fantastic. It's got great insight and we do have, you know, he has, didn't you say he's got video, he has videos on YouTube? Yeah. There's, he got videos. There's, he got, <laughs> he does a two I'm week, a professional. No a, a two session video at a church out of Houston and that is you can see that on on YouTube okay he also talks in his book he has these acronyms for um how to love and how to respect and I'll put them in the show notes but there's um you use the um acronym couple for love and you use the acronym chairs for respect um chairs chairs <laughs> it just matches y'all are all fancy with men, the chairs men like objects and women like couldn't do cars. Abstract. Abstract, yeah. Cars. No. No, you don't like the <laughs> hierarchy word. one? Don't leave out the H and the I. What are, what is, what are cars? Hierarchy. 
which is showing him how you appreciate how he cares for you, telling him you are touched by his willingness to die for you, and praise his commitment to provide. Yeah, we can leave those out and just do cars. (laughs) (laughs) The I is insight. Thank him for his advice and knowledge. Let him fix things and applaud his solutions. Tell him up front when you need an ear to listen to and not a solution. Yeah, we need to leave that one in. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so couples. (laughs) Couple and chairs are the acronyms. And I'll put them in the show notes. But um, couples is closeness, openness, understanding, peacemaking, loyalty, and esteem. And there's like subcategories to each of those. But then respect is conquest, hierarchy, authority, insight, relationship, and sexuality. Which, again, we're not saying 100% of men and 100% of women. And we're not saying women don't need respect and that men don't need love. Right. It just comes more naturally for women to respond out of love and for men to respond out of respect. And so it's not like... Men don't want us to be open or close. It's just they're less likely to need that as much as a woman. Yeah, because I think at the end of the day, I mean, would you rather have love or would you rather have respect, Brian? Respect. Really? Jeff? Yeah, respect. Interesting. I wonder wonder where the psychology comes from that, though, because do we subconsciously know we're going to be loved? Because we just know that the... Yeah, I mean, I, I I never doubt the fact that Alyssa yeah. loves me. Yeah, that's but, exactly what he but, says. But too. there's times where I feel like she sure doesn't respect me. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, he says that you guys don't really doubt if we love you, you doubt if we like you. Right. So just that, and we know that. Do we subconsciously then feel we have that, and so we need respect? You know what I mean? I think there's something. There's no solution. There's that. something to be said that. that I found very interesting is. Um, that you would take a bullet for me, that that is like a real thing. I mean, obviously we don't know that for sure, but oh yeah, I would for sure. <laughs> but he that always is says that, but he never does it. <laughs> yeah, you always say that, Harry, but you never have. That's what he. That's what <laughs> he uses that. Or you like Costanzo in the bur- <laughs> the buildings burning, <laughs> shoving Grandma out of the way to get out. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, <laughs> but that sense of honor, like you're wired that way. If you know, he says, if somebody comes in here and start shooting it is just the nature of man to fall on top of another being to protect and that is the way you're you're wired and so it's pretty interesting it makes sense that with the honor comes the respect Mm. and so it kind of is a the guy thing that's good yep and i agree with that i would i would take the bullet i would want to and i would i would be getting shots trying to subdue the assaulter Mm. Like I'd stand behind the wall, and then when he comes in, I would just charge, and whatever happens, happens. I don't know if I would just. We think about these things. You do. We do. I, it's oh, yeah. not just because you're a six either, huh? And all men just think about. Oh these man, things. so you probably yeah, you probably have a hyper attention towards <laughs> that being a six. Now I think, obviously, we spent two weeks talking about love, and when we talked about identity, so much of that came back to wanting to be loved, and so that is the female side of things. I think maybe you guys need a whole episode about identity for y'all because we do encourage men to listen to the identity one because we thought it's good for everybody, but that is still our perspective. And so when you guys are desiring to be affirmed, it looks differently than it looks for us. It's not so much to do with your looks. One of the other things I think is funny is you could have this perfect 
supermodel and she'll look in the mirror and she'll see her flaws and just beat herself up. And then you'll see this guy 60 pounds overweight and he looks in the mirror and he sees Atlas. He's like, I know he's in there somewhere. He's sucking it in. (laughs) He's like, I know I got it in there. He was like, I still got it. (laughs) But I, I think as far as my perspective, yes, I do want to feel loved, but there is something to be said for um, being admired. Respect. Yes. But I think for me, the word is admired when you're like bragging on me, like I can't, you guys should see how much Lisa does or she's so talented at this. And you're usually really good about saying it to other people, which is great. But when you say it to me, like, man, you're so smart, you're so talented. Those are the words that mean a lot. They show love too. So I don't want to discount that women want to feel a level of respect or admiration. So don't completely neglect it. But, and then men, Maybe there, you know, there definitely are men who didn't get as much love necessarily, and they really want to hear it and know it from their wives or their friends or whatever. Yeah, that's good. Also. Mm-hmm. Sure. But yes, this book has a lot of good things. There are a couple of things um, you can pick at, of course. Um, there's a little bit of a um, chauvinistic sound mm-hmm. to some of the things he says, but he doesn't mean... To be a chauvinist, so you have to be really careful when you read it. But just like any of the topics we discuss in the material that we discuss, it's all just tools. And this is a big one. It's a really good it's one. Huge. So before um, dismissing it because oh, right. girls need this and boys need that, it's not cut and dry. And he's very clear about that. I would recommend reading it, checking out his videos, digging into the concept. I think there's even workbooks you can do and stuff like that. But um, yeah, and these tools don't do anything unless you pick them up and use them. So I would really strongly encourage that communication with your spouse. I mean, even with me from this point going, Brian, is there anything I've done that you're holding on to that I've been disrespectful in? Because I want to apologize to it. It's not my nature. It's not, I don't intend to, but we hurt each other with our words. And so I think that that would be really um, healthy to follow that up and make sure that y- your spouse understands your heart. And I now know what these tools are showing me and telling me, so I want to walk in these. And, and again, communication is the most important thing. Good deal. Perfect. Awesome. Yes. Right. Wrap it up. Good job. Thank we- y'all. <laughs> See ya. Love uh, and respect, friends. I respect you, babe. I love you, babe. <laughs> <laughs> your turn. I love you, babe. I mean, I respect you, babe. I <laughs> <laughs> love you. <laughs> Calm down. But when it's right into the thing and it's instantly said with there's no context of time as to what's going on, that's when, that's when I'm like, you have no idea what's going on, babe. What are you, what are you, what? <laughs> you okay over there? You're like, yeah, should have been like, or what, what did I do? Uh, this here? No, I think, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You should have <laughs> Golly. Sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm back. Okay. You may need to say the last sentence again. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. That's We're okay. good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't need to be said because she doesn't agree with it. Sorry. Well, I just (laughs) asked you how I asked for your opinion, so she doesn't have to agree with it. It's your opinion. Screwed that whole thing up. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was good.
Y'all know what a hot mess we are. Y'all do so know. Don't necessarily assume that Stonegate agrees with what we're saying. True story. Preach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good. Oh, that. okay. That's great. Great. Peace out. <laughs>